0: Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith. And I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Doors wide open. Not just doors are open. Doors are wide open. Amen. Let's pray. God, I just thank you uh, for who you are. thank you for this space. I thank you for provision. I thank you for the financial support and, and using uh, people to be vessels uh, where they provide for your kingdom. Uh, and God, we just, we've created a space here and we just want you to move in our hearts and speak to our personal situations. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen. You see, we've created a space here in this building. So, so many of us are looking God to move in our lives, but we're not looking to create space in our lives for God to move into. If we didn't have a space here, we would have nowhere to meet. That's why we want a space to be a space of honor, a space uh, where we value what God is doing here. As people come in, we give you the most comfortable space because we're, we're trying to bring people to a place of intimacy, with God, where it's, it's genuine love, it's not just surface, it's not just going through the motions, it's, it's we want genuine life change, genuine night and day, genuine black and white, we want people to experience the true heart of God, and so we've got to not just talk the talk, we've got to walk the walk, and so, you know, I just want to read some scripture Uh, From the book of Acts, and this is where the Holy Spirit came down, and really what that means is it means that God became more intimate with humanity. God made His home in our hearts. God God allowed us not just to have one priest who heard from God, but we all became priests. We all became activated. What does that mean? We we became vessels of honor. We became people that God could use to to hear His voice and and then move with people around us and, and represent God on the earth. Um, and so I'm just going to dive straight into Scripture here in the book of Acts 16. And what's going on here is Paul and Silas, who God was using mightily um, as messengers, people who were once failures, people who were once, uh, especially Paul, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He was an absolute mess. He, he was against Christians. He actually killed Christians. And so he was the most unlikely character that God would use. And some of you are coming in this morning and you think you're not good enough. And you think you're not worthy enough and you think your past is, is been too much or too far or you've messed up, there's too much sin and it's gonna, it, it, the past is going to define your future. And I'm here to tell you, no, that is not true and that is not scriptural and that is not the way God works because it's by grace that we're saved. It's by grace that we're empowered. It's, it, it's not by your own might. It's not by your, the amount of days you've attended church or the, the amount of good things that you've done. It's the grace of God. As often the people who have experienced the most sin in their life, the people who have messed up the most, they're often the people who God uses the most. Why? Not because they're better. Not because all of a sudden God just chooses them, especially because they've learned to receive the grace of God. And because they've learned to experience the, the grace of God, the reliance on God, the power of God, because they know they need it, they're not worthy of it, then, then God has the ability then to give them what they need. Because they're listening, because they're praying, because they're speaking, because they've got boldness. Amen? And so let's go ahead. So Paul and Silas have actually been thrown into jail. They've actually been, uh, this is what happens. (laughs) People don't like when just little Joe over there or little Jimmy over there or whoever it is, who used to be just this guy who wasn't living for God doing his own thing, they don't like when he starts to break out of his old shell. They don't, we don't like it when, oh, that doesn't... I, I'm more comfortable with you being broken. I'm more comfortable with you being uh, uh, locked up and ch- in chains. And, and, and so the people didn't like it, so they threw him in jail. Um, and, uh, and Paul, and so this is the reaction in, in verse 25. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. So, so, so they were in a relationship with God. They were like talking to God, like, God, I need your help. This is awful. Um, singing hymns to God and the other prisoners were listening to them like these guys are doing the opposite to what an ordinary person would do an ordinary person would just be breaking down an ordinary person I don't know about you but I know part of me would be just in this situation just want to give up on life Uh, just like why did this happen God this isn't what I was expecting when I thought following you uh, I was expecting everything to work out I was expecting everything to be rosy and Here we have it. The opposite has happened. And and then it goes on. Suddenly, there was a violent earthquake. See, your life can change suddenly. Things in your life, I guarantee, if you've lived any amount of time, have changed suddenly. Everything shifted. Suddenly, I lost some people. Suddenly, my job disappeared. Suddenly, my finances went suddenly. My life was upside down. Suddenly, I broke down. Sometimes in life, suddenlies will come. And suddenly, there was a violent earthquake, and the foundations of the prison were shaken. You see, so, sometimes when the suddenly comes in your life, your foundations. What are foundations? The things that you stand upon. Foundations that are the things that you find comfort in, the things that have always been there. When someone leaves your life, suddenly, no matter h- how long it's been, you'll never be ready for us suddenly. It'll always rock your foundations. It'll attack your identity. It'll make you feel nervous. It'll make you feel fear. And it says, at once all of the prison doors flew open. And everyone's chains came loose. Now, this is the person I want to focus on this morning. It's not necessarily Paul and Silas. I want to focus on the jailer. It says the jailer, it's funny that he doesn't have a name. It's funny that he's called the jailer and not a person. It's nearly as if his identity was found in being a, a jailer. It's nearly as if his identity was found in, in, his, in his job, in his role. Maybe his, his foundations were actually found maybe potentially in, in who he was as a jailer rather than who he was as a person. And, and so we have the jailer woke up. What was the jailer's job to do? The, the jailer's job is to look after the, the prisoners and, and to keep and control the prisoners. His job is to control these people and keep them locked up in this cell. Just like he had put Paul and Silas into a box, how often do we put... God into a box or into a way of doing things. We, we lock it up, control it. No, no, this is the way the church should be. This is the way God should move. He can't move outside of that. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the unknown. I don't feel comfortable with suddenlies. You better show up. If you don't, it's over. You better do things how I like, You better preach how I like you to preach or I'm out. The music better be, that that guitar better be on that G chord the way I like it to be on the G chord. That volume better be. They better speak to me the way. And so so here we have, the jailer woke up and saw that the prison doors were, were open. He drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped, so something about the prisoners and him losing control of the prisoners caused him to want to commit suicide, caused him to want to give up on life. This suddenly had completely destroyed, removed his control, removed his tr- trust in, in in what he had his trust in his foundations were were were, were, were crumbling before him. His identity seemed to be in his job, in his role. What What is your identity in? Is it in being with a person? In a relationship? Is it, is it, is it a job? Is it finance? Oh, that finance better stay the same. If it ever moves at all, I, I'll freak out. Or, 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 those people better never leave me. If they leave me, I'll freak out. And so what happens is you, you get so obsessed with your, your job or that relationship, so obsessed with, with that thing that, that your identity is wrapped up in it where, where all your, your mind is consumed is with that role. Your foundations are laid on it. And so Paul shouted, don't harm yourself. We're still here. Maybe God said to you this morning, listen, Don't take yourself out. Don't give up hope. I'm still here. Maybe Paul was representing God in your life. When everything suddenly comes and and an earthquake, it feels like an earthquake has shattered all of your dreams. Maybe, Maybe God's saying, listen, stop. I'm still in control. There's still hope. This doesn't define you. It's not over until I say it's over. And then the jailer called for lights. He rushed in and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he, br- he, brought them, um, he brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? So something happened in this situation where, where he, he had a suddenly, his life and his identity just crashed. He, he, he had a situation where he thought it was all over and his eyes opened. And they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved You and your household. Then they spoke at the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And at at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, everyone say immediately. Immediately, he and all his household were baptized. Who's ready this morning? Immediately. I'll get you shorts and a t shirt. Immediately, They were baptized, and the jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them, and he was filled with joy. He wasn't filled with fear. It was as if there was a trade-out in this whole suddenly expedition. There was a whole trade-out from a place of, I want to commit suicide. I want to give up on life. I've lost all hope to a place of joy. What? This is extreme. This guy's all over the show. Because he had become to believe in God, he and his whole household. He went from a place of complete, like his foundations had crumbled, to a place of complete joy. It was a process, but it, but it happened to the point where he gave his life to Christ. And so let's start with the first point this morning. A fresh start often comes in the form of failure. A fresh start often comes in the form of failure. The first thing that happened in this story w- was it was, by, it was by, by no choice of his own. He didn't want an earthquake to come and, and break open the doors. He just woke up and it had happened. Some of you have woke up in the past or maybe some of you will wake up in the future and as suddenly your life will change. And it will be nothing to do with anything that you have done. It will be nothing to do with any choices that you have made. But somebody walks out. And you lose control. Someone might die. Someone might leave your life. And all you've done was wake up. And all you've done was show up. And what are you going to do? But in this case, what actually happened was what looked like a failure became a fresh start. And so what I want to let you know this morning is and encourage you is that, listen, I know it looks bad. I know it looks ugly. I know it wasn't what you had planned. But God uses the things that look like death to bring life. And sometimes your flesh needs to die. Sometimes your identity needs to stop being in your job, in that person, in that role. And it needs to you need to find your identity, but first there needs to be a suddenly, there needs to be an earthquake, there needs to be a breakdown before there's a breakthrough. Is anyone with me? And some people are gonna leave. It's not perfect, it's not ideal. But God uses it. It's not maybe His way. They're maybe not in line with God's will. But you're only called not to control the cells. You're not, control, you're, you're not called to control the cells of everyone else's lives. You're called to release people. And I'll be honest, before we started the church, God taught me a lesson a few years ago. Because you, when you want something to go well, <laughs> sometimes you've got to control it to a certain extent. And the control, we've got to have control of how we, you know, there's got to be some order in our lives too, right? But there's just times and moments in our lives where God needs us just to, foundationally, we need to have an open hand. Foundationally, we need to, to that's a a posture of surrender. That yes, we're going to hold on to things, but eventually when it comes to relationships, finances, money, we've got to say, right, God, I'm just going to do my best. But foundationally, I trust you. Foundationally, <laughs> I can't rely on people. Foundationally, my trust is put in you. Because when the earthquake comes, I've got a name. And you give me a name. And you call me by name. And you know the hers in my head. You know, my identity is found in you. And so some of us are sometimes forced to fast I don't know about you but sometimes the fast is not fun (laughs) has anyone experienced the fast not being fun and you're like this is hurting I don't want to hurt why the church is telling me to get hurt like not eat these foods are you serious but you know what often what that is that's the flesh crying out That's your flesh beginning to moan. That's your flesh beginning to groan. And and whether you like it or not, there's going to be a time in your life where you're probably going to have to, you're going to be forced to fast. Because what is fasting? Fasting is disconnection. Fasting, you're going to have to disconnect from some from some people, and you won't be able to control them. They're going to leave whether you like it or not. There's some jobs aren't going to work out for you. There's some money's going to leave your bank account, and you're not going to be able to control it. It's a fast. It's a disconnection. But actually in that disconnection, some of the biggest revelations, some, uh, the disconnection causes you to begin to see in a different way. And so I, I, you know, I was hearing that story about, I was looking at the guitars during the week and different things like that. And, and uh, there's a guy actually locally, um, he's meant to be coming to church soon, and he made a, he made a guitar for Ed Sheeran. Uh, he lives just about 10 minutes from me and, and come on, come to church, big son we need some sweet instruments here uh, and so he actually made he, he tailor-made the, 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 the guitar for Ed Sheeran with Loudon guitars and he's the master craftsman and, and he just lives around the corner and, and I was going around trying to get my he was hilarious He'd, I couldn't get away, the man liked to talk but, but it, was, it, was, it was great fun I loved it, he was showing me all these different things his beehives and all sorts of things um, it was like a tour of his whole house, um, from that to his house to his cars. And, and so we got chatting, he was just telling me about Ed Sheeran, how they got Ed Sheeran, and a wee bit about, then I heard a wee bit more about Ed Sheeran's story about how when he was younger, he was actually bullied. And, and that, that, that it, people were rejecting him. He was fasting and disconnecting from people, not by choice. Not because he wanted to, he wanted to be loved like everybody else. But in that he was able to develop some skills that not many other people have right now, some talents that not a lot of people have right now because of the, this, what suddenly, because of these, these earthquakes, because of these uh, experiences of disconnection and pain, it actually opened opportunities up. That's the way God works. But in the disconnection, in, in the rejection that God actually uses those, if you let Him, to give birth to new ways. And so, number two, you, you can't always control, but you can always surrender. You can't always control, but you can always surrender. You can't always control. You see, all the, uh, verse 27 says the jailer just woke up. <laughs> he didn't plan to get rejected. He didn't plan for any of it. He just woke up. Life will happen. Life is painful. There, but listen, the pain isn't the end. Often, sometimes, the pain can be the beginning. Number three, people leaving your life can... Co- People leaving your life can cause purpose to enter. See, right here at this church, we're all about people discovering purpose. But I can rhyme on about purpose all day long. I can rhyme on. If you look at the wall, it says, know God, find freedom, discover purpose. This jailer came to know God. He came to find freedom from his identity in, in his job, in his role, And just being a jailer, no, you've got a name. You're a person. You're not your job. You're not what that person said about you. You're not, no one else has the right to define you apart from God. And so he found freedom. And then he discovered purpose. He discovered purpose. And then as the band come ahead on up, Lastly, the pain you tried to resist, the pain you tried to resist can become the opportunity you never wanted to miss, can become the opportunity you never wanted to miss. So often we're resisting the pain, so often we're resisting letting go, so often we're resisting people leaving. Listen, let them leave. If they want to leave, let them leave. Sometimes in life, there's some people who are on the bus for a season. Sometimes there's people in your life, as much as we would never choose it, as much as we would never put ourselves through it, sometimes some people need to leave. Some of you actually need to walk away from some people in your life. And it's not easy, but you know deep down it's holding you back. You know deep down your identity's caught up in them liking you more so than what God thinks. You're not truly free. You're, you're actually you're stuck. You can't move forward in your life because you're, you're still trying to please people from your past. You're still trying to make them happy even though they're not in your life anymore. And it's time to let them, let them go. It's time to Like the jailer did, he says he came to his knees and he says, "How can I get baptized?" What was he saying? How can I connect to God's ways? I realize that this life is is but a vapor. I realize that this life is not about my job. I realize that this life is not about pleasing the person that I'm trying to please. I realize that I'm not identified by what someone or someone has said or someone said in my past. Or I'm not here to please man. True freedom is found when I, I submit and surrender to pleasing God. And when I, I surrender to that, all of a sudden, well, you, what do you thought you would miss out? If I, if I don't please that person, I mightn't have this or I mightn't have that. All of a sudden, when you surrender, say, listen, I'm, not, I'm done. I'm finished trying to keep you happy. I'm finished trying to please Instagram. I'm, I, 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 I'm finished trying to please those friends at school or in work. I'm done. You know what happens? A a weight lifts. You actually become more attractive. You don't mean to, but you become more attractive to people around you. See, you know what the spirit of rejection does? Because of those thoughts of the past, because of those interactions with people of the past, the spirit of rejection will make you so excited when someone likes you it'll cause you to get rejected again. The spirit of rejection, what it does is, it it makes you value someone's opinion over your own character and your your own integrity. And so as soon as someone gives you what you think you wanted, your identity and them wanted, is then as soon as they like you at all, or that that, that situation gives you what you think you need, then then you bow down to it. You surrender to them, or you surrender to that, and and you're, you're being moved around by the world to and fro. You're not stable. You don't have a foundation that you can build upon. The jailer had his foundation, his identity, in a thing, in a job. It's just a thing. It's just a job. It's not stable. You can't rely on it. It will go sometimes. It might change. Brexit will come, may come. Probably will. What are you going to do? You're going to freak out? you going to take a panic attack? You're going to try and control it? You're going to get the placards out? You're going to write letters? Are you going to surrender to God first as your foundation? I'm not saying you can't have opinion. I'm not saying you can't vote or whatever. But I'm saying it can't be your foundation. Because if it's your foundation, you'll sway. Depending on what the news says, you'll sway. Depending on what works like, you'll sway. Depending on what the weather's like, you'll sway. Depending on what the atmosphere's like, you'll sway. You're not consistent so as we move into this new season 2019 let's just understand that you know, the external situations around us don't define who we are we don't want them to define our attitude we don't want them to be the thermostat for the room We don't want them to be the thermostat or the catalyst for our actions because then everything's always changing. Listen, some of your best decisions can be made in the worst situations. This this jailer decided he, he didn't believe in God at all. He was too focused on his foundation of his job, of his role to serve some king or to serve some government. But when it all went, in the worst situation, he made the best decision of his life. So listen, when the worst situations come, and, 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 and the suddenlies come, remember, the suddenlies may come, but so do the immediatelys. You can immediately react to fear with faith. You can immediately react to the worst situations with the best decisions. You can immediately react to breakdown with breakthrough. You can immediately react with God. And so listen, some people tonight, you never plan to get baptized. What if it's immediately? (laughs) Tonight, what if immediately you need to get baptized? What if it's just you're in that stage of your life where there's an earthquake and it's like, right, I'm just going to do it. Listen, we, we, we don't teach classes on baptism. Why? Not because we can't be bothered. Because it was immediately in the Bible. It wasn't a case of having to think about it, having to process it. It was a case of, do you believe? Okay, we're good. Get up the steps and let's go. Immediately. See, there's certain times in your life that you, there's a grace on you to make it a decision immediately. I'm not saying that we don't plan and we don't prepare and we don't, all that kind of stuff's good. It's, you know, many of the, the plans of man, but God directs our steps. We make plans and then God shows us. But there's some times in our life we just need to just, that's it. Once and for all, I'm not going back. Once and for all, I'm leaving the past in the past. Once and for all, I'm drawing a line. Some of us need to do that this morning. Amen. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there's just a few things I'd like you to do. Subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed. Secondly, if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can go onto our website at ariachurch.org and give now. And we will see you next time on the Aria Church Podcast.